listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen. Jesus had a way of saying that to people when he showed up, right? Peace be with you. You know, if you ever go to a mass with the bishop, the priest says, you know, the Lord be with you or the grace of God our Father, the fellowship. But only a bishop, when he's saying mass, will say, peace be with you. Because the bishop is such a, you know, a representative of Christ. It's so powerful. Um, we need that peace, don't we? We need it, Lord. How about a little more peace? Um, brothers and sisters, I don't know. My prayer for, to prepare for this homily got, kind of got a little wild, so get ready, okay? <laughs> um, I just love these readings. They're so good, so good. And uh, there's, a, there's two things that connect the readings, at least two things. Um, in the first reading, Acts of the Apostles, Peter stands up to preach. My goodness, did you feel the tension in that sermon? He's calling him out. You crucified him. You handed him over to the, you know, he's like really confronting them with what they did to Jesus. Whoa. But um, he, makes, he makes the comment here, and I tried to emphasize it as I read it to you, of this we are witnesses. Of this we are witnesses. And then at the end of the gospel, the risen Jesus says the same thing to them, Right? He says, you are witnesses of these things. So I want to talk a little bit about what does it mean to be a witness? That's really important. Now, we're all familiar with witnesses, right? Anybody ever been to court? <laughs> you may not want to answer that, okay. <laughs> well, certainly you've watched it on TV or in a movie or whatever, right? There's a court, there's a judge, there's lawyers, there's the bailiff, you know, and then there's testimony and People come to the witness stand, right? The witness stand. So the word witness is kind of interesting. What, what can you give witness to? Well, people give witness to things that they saw and things that they heard, right? It's like, I was a witness to this. I was there. Were you there? I was there. This is what I saw. This is what I heard, right? And, and that's, we're familiar with that. That's what a witness does. And so I guess the first point would be to highlight that our faith is based upon witnesses, right? What we have in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Acts of the Apostles, and the New Testament of the Bible, this was written down by people who were witnesses. They, we, in the Gospel of John in particular, he highlights this. We have to speak about what we saw and what we heard. What happened? We were there. We are witnesses. So a witness bears testimony of what they heard or what they saw, what happened. Like, that's what a witness does. And um, so I, I think that that's, it's kind of a simple point, but it's, it's really worth pointing out that um, our faith, Christianity, is based off of witnesses. You know, Jesus himself did not write any of the New Testament, right? He didn't write any of it. It's interesting. Um, he entrusted himself, he entrusted his teaching, he entrusted the memory of his ministry to the church, to the church. 
that he instituted, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the others, like they bear testimony to what Jesus said and did. And uh, we do have also information about Jesus that's not in the Bible. So we have writings of other people from this time frame that make mention of this guy, Jesus, you know. So, but the primary info that we have is from the Gospels and in Acts of the Apostles. Um, St. Paul comes around a little bit later. But they are witnesses to something that really happened. We're not talking about fairy tales. We're not talking about mythology. We're not talking about um, a novel or a story that was made up. No, we're talking about something that really happened. And they were witnesses to that. Isn't that beautiful? Um, All right, things are about to get a little uncomfortable, okay? (laughs) So in praying over that, I was asking myself the question, well, we are called to be witnesses. But how can we be witnesses when we weren't there, right? This was almost 2,000 years ago. None of us were there. So in what way can we be witnesses? And, um, and I think it's this. Um, we can become witnesses through what God has done in our life. You know, we can't be witnesses to the resurrection. We weren't there. But we can be witnesses to the presence of God in our own life. And I want to encourage you, whether it be uh, in a book or maybe on the internet, or so, to expose yourself to people's testimonies. There are people giving witness and testimony to their faith in Jesus. And it's, it's powerful. And it also it encourages and strengthens your own faith when you hear stories of things that, that happen in people's lives. Um, and uh, so that, that's clear enough, huh? Um, and so I want to share two stories with you, one of which is kind of wild, one of which is really not wild. That's on purpose. So um, when I was a young man, when I was a teenager, I was going to say God was not in my life, but it's probably more accurate to say I, I was not in God's life, right? I was not a churchgoer. I was a very secular kid, and um, I was empty inside. My life had real, no real meaning or purpose, right? And it's like, I lived for sports, I lived for music, I lived for uh, movies, or, you know, all of that stupid stuff from our culture. And there was no meaning and purpose. And um, when I was in university, I had a couple of experiences, which I'm not gonna share, but the Lord broke through. He broke into my life and I started to pray and seek God. And I'll tell you, some really wild things happened um, where God really spoke to me. And I can witness to that. Um, I was at a prayer group and we were praying and seeking the Lord. And in my mind, I kept having this thought about a name. To me, it sounded like a Jewish name. It was a name I'd never heard before and a number. It's like, what is this? You know, and I kept, we're praying and we're worshiping God. And I said, okay. This is like my imagination going crazy or so. Kept coming back. It's like five minutes in, and I'm like, I have this weird name and this number, and uh, I'm like, I don't know, is that God speaking to me? Or is it, you know? And uh, so I'm just kind of putting it off, because uh, my temperament, I, I don't actually like to get in front of people and say things. <laughs> I know you don't believe me, but okay. Um, So about five minutes later, this kid I don't know from across the room 
It's about 200 people in this prayer group. This kid I don't know comes across the room to me. We don't know each other, holding open a Bible. And he had the Bible opened to a book of the Old Testament, which was the name I had in my head. And he had it open to the chapter, which was the number I had in my head. I about fell over. And he said to me, I think God wants you to read this. <laughs> you think? You know, and that was one, one moment, and there's been others, but that was one moment when I just knew that Jesus was real, that this stuff is real, and that God can speak to us. He was speaking to me, but I, it was early on. I had not developed the ability to kind of discern when God is speaking. And I, and I suspect maybe some of you have stories like that, huh? That you could probably come forward to the microphone and share. We don't normally do that at Mass, but God speaks if we're open, if we're listening, if we're looking. He will speak to us. And when he does, we need to be ready to give witness to that. Okay, now a second story, which is really um, not exciting at all. Um, fast forward the tape. And I was a brother in the friars, was not a priest yet, and I was going through a hard time. I was having a bit of a difficulty, um, which does happen. And uh, one of the older priests in my community took me under his wing, and he gave me a shoulder to cry on. He lent me his compassionate ear, and he you know, communicated to me that I was loved and it was going to be okay. And he gave me some great advice at a time when I really needed it. And that also was God working in my life. That also is another example of Jesus being real, ministering to me through another. And, and I'm filled with joy to have the ability to give witness to that tonight to you. It's not always weird and dramatic and thunder and lightning. Sometimes it's something so incredibly simple and beautiful. But brothers and sisters, that's what it means to be a church. That's what it means to be a believer in God and to be a follower, to be a witness. I think we may have a little bit of a problem in our church, which I'd like to address, where um, as Catholics, we don't always think that we're called to be a witness. You think of like a crazy person that stands on the street corner preaching or maybe other faiths where they're handing out magazines on the street corner, you know, or some places they're knocking on the door. It's like, oh, maybe that's not so much of a Catholic thing. But we are called to be witnesses, you know, primarily in our families by how we treat one another. Like if you know the love of God, if you know what it means to be loved by God, to be forgiven of your sins, and to have a relationship with Jesus, we need to bear witness to that by how we treat one another, to be merciful and compassionate to one another and to others and to others. The Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us. We can't have a Christianity anymore that's just about, well, check the box and move on. Um, no more. You know, we have to be witnesses. I want to challenge you, bring others to Mass, invite them. Invite others to Jesus. Bear witness to them on how God has worked in your life. That's powerful. That's powerful. And I'm going to conclude with something that's even crazier. Are you ready? So often we can talk about witnessing to things that we've seen and things that we've heard. We can also witness to something that's not happened yet. Something from the future. Right? God has revealed 
that he will come back at the end of time and he will raise us in our glorified bodies and he will judge the living and the dead. It's not happened yet, but we're told it's going to happen and we can give witness through the power of faith, we can give witness to something that's still waiting in the future, that God will come back and that he will raise us all and he will judge all of humanity. Matthew 25, he will separate the sheep and the goats. I was hungry and you fed me, right? You know the passage. I was naked and you clothed me. Come to the place that I've prepared for you, the, my father's house, this place of joy and happiness and peace. None of us are there yet, but even though we can still give witness to it now, we can give witness to the hope that we have for life eternal with God. And I find that incredibly beautiful and compelling to give witness, to give witness, to be ready to bear testimony that God is real, that Jesus is alive, he loves us, he forgives us, and he's calling us to a relationship. That is so beautiful. And I, and I believe that's kind of the message that's just shining forth from the readings this weekend. So let us pray for the grace to not only receive, but also to respond, to be ready to bear witness to the working of God in our own life, that we may be an instrument to invite others to a relationship with him as well. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.